The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, guys, and welcome to a new episode of Couch Talks on Union Therapy Podcast. My name is Kat. I am the host. If you are new, welcome. Couch Talks is the special episode of Union Therapy Podcast where I answer questions that you guys send in to me, and you can send those to me at Catherine at UnionTherapyPodcast.com. And before we get started, I like to remind everybody every week that although this is a podcast where I answer your questions, especially on Couch Talks, and I'm a therapist and it's called Unit Therapy, that this podcast does not serve as a replacement or a substitute for actual mental health services. However, it's still allowed to help and be helpful. So it is the day before Thanksgiving. Happy day before Thanksgiving. Also happy Thanksgiving because I probably won't be talking to you guys on Thanksgiving unless you save this episode to listen to. In that case, happy Thanksgiving. I'm sure there are a wide range of feelings between all of you guys right now. As the holidays are some people's like favorite time of year and they are some people's least favorite and then there's people that are in the middle and people that are just basically neutral and I have promised you guys some content around the holidays and family and stuff to do and help cope with the times that might be tough for the ones of you that kind of don't like this time of year or even like it and, and just notice some hard things about it and so today Couch Talks is dedicated to that. I am going to talk about two different things today. And honestly, as I was doing this, I was thinking this really would have been more helpful like a month ago so you could prepare and make plans and kind of work on stuff. But I am going to tell you guys better late than never. You have this episode for next year as well. So let's get into it. Going through some of your questions that you had specifically for the holiday season, there were some themes that the questions were a little bit different, but they kind of centered around the same kind of themes. We are going to talk about two of those themes today. 
One is about splitting time between families and one is about feeling safe around food and family members and just people in general because, you know, diet culture is the holiday's best friend, you know? I feel like a lot of things are diet culture's best friend because diet culture just infiltrates everything. And we're going to talk about it. So we're going to start with the family time question. So a lot of the questions that you guys sent in were, how do I find a way to split time with in-laws? How do I find a way to do what I want on the holidays and not feel guilty? How do I find a way to make it fair when it comes to time with different family members? And let's talk about that. And maybe you don't have in-laws, but you have divorced parents or you have multiple friend families or you just have in general different options and places that you want to be or you're expected to be during the holidays. An easy solve for this is switching holidays each year. That's not always possible, but that's one way you can do it. You can also, when location allows, spend a little bit of time at each person's or groups of people's experience or home. That's also not always possible, and there are so many different uh, circumstances. I know for me, my boyfriend has divorced parents, and then I have a set of parents. And so when it comes to Christmas, what we have done is we have picked the most important parts of each group's experience on the holidays and also took into account our favorite parts of each of those experiences and then prioritized those. So we're not spending the entirety of each of any holiday with a certain group and we're missing out on things that we we do want to be a part of and we're also going to engage in things that we do want to be a part of and that goes into what I'm talking about because not everybody is getting 100% what they want right and one thing I, I want anybody who is figuring this out themselves is to know that they are allowed to enjoy their holiday too and accommodating everyone else should not negate your joyful experience. Now, like I said, there are so many circumstances. So I don't really think it's that important or helpful to give you ideas on how to split things because I I just think it could only apply to a small margin of y'all. I could go on and on and give you a million scenarios and plan them out. But again, life is too nuanced for everybody to do that. So what I think would be more important is to help you think about how splitting these holidays should work. What I want to do here is give you guys some mantras. I'm going to give you some words of wisdom. You can keep them in your front pocket. You can keep them in the back pocket. You can keep them in your hand. I don't care what you do with them. I just want to give you these things that you can come back to when you end up having those moments of fear or anxiety or like you're doing something wrong. You can come back to these ideas because, spoiler alert, there is no perfect way to handle this kind of situation. Number one. There's no way on earth I can perfectly please everyone. Like that is such a simple thing to hear and such a hard thing to actually accept. No matter how you slice it or dice it, there is no way that you can perfectly please everyone. And so if that is our goal, we're always going to be disappointed. So I want you to start with accepting or attempting to accept this idea that there's no way on earth I can perfectly please everyone. Number two. Just because someone is upset with me, it doesn't mean I did anything wrong. And that is something that I I think you guys hear me say a lot. And it's something I'm going to continue to say a lot. Just because someone's upset with something that you did or a choice you made, it doesn't mean that you made the wrong choice that you did something wrong. Number three, I am allowed to make decisions that make me happy. 
That's why I said earlier, like all of this stuff should not negate you having an experience that is joyful or fun or just midline enjoyable. You are allowed to make decisions that make you happy. That's okay. You combine that one with just because someone's upset doesn't mean you did something wrong and you will just be set up for some success here. When it comes to families and when it comes to having multiple groups you're trying to satisfy at the same time, the deal is no matter what you do, someone is going to feel left out or like they didn't get what they wanted or like somebody else got a better deal. Like that is just usually the case. It's really hard to make everything fair because life just actually isn't fair most of the time. And that's also a hard pill to swallow. And often what we do in these moments, I see this all the time where it's like, if we can't make anybody happy, then I'm just not going to do anything. And that kind of sucks because then everybody loses. Rather, what would it look like if we entered these situations with the attitude of, I'm going to do the best I can to accommodate as many people as I can, including myself, and we will all need to make compromises for this to happen. This kind of thing is not about winning. This thing is not about picking sides, picking people that we like the most. This is about accepting the rules of life. 100% of people cannot be 100% satisfied all of the time. It is impossible for that to be true or the case or however you want to say it. So if we adapt this attitude of I'm going to do the best I can, I might learn something and want to do something differently next time. And I know that people, including myself, might be disappointed in different areas. That doesn't mean I'm doing something wrong. It doesn't mean I'm being unkind and not getting exactly what I want or not giving somebody exactly what they want does not take away the ability for us to have a good experience. So I know this stuff is hard and it's, it, it really is hard as, cause families always are changing, right? So first you have your family and then, I don't know, maybe you, you're, a sibling gets married and they have multiple families and then another sibling gets married and they have multiple families and then maybe somebody gets divorced and then, then there's multiple families and then, so you have, are navigating your stuff and then you find a partner and then you're navigating their family and then all the different navigations of your family. It, things are always changing. You have kids, then your kids grow up and then you have to look at their schedules. So it's hard and it's exhausting. And if we try to figure out the perfect way to do everything and we try to make sure that other people avoid any kind of feelings other than joy and happiness and contentment, then we're going to probably end up in a disaster, right? Some, that's probably the, the worst way you could handle this. But if we handle this with it's going to be messy and sticky and I'm going to figure it out and do the best I can and we're all going to make compromises and if somebody's upset with me, that's okay. They can be upset with me and I can keep my feelings and they can keep theirs. Then we might have a better way of dealing with this. The other thing I want to add right here before we move on to the next thing is try your best not to mind read, not to make assumptions based on our judgments. We do that naturally, right? So we try to make sense of people's behavior. Our brains just do that. And what happens is when we try to make sense of other people's behavior. Oftentimes we tell ourselves a story that's very hurtful. And unless we actually have the truth, right, we've gotten that from that person, the most helpful thing to do would be to just take the information as fact and then put a period with it. Let's say we're talking about our, your kids and your kids are have different options. Let's say your kids chose to have dinner with 
their partner's family, but they're going to come spend the morning with you and have a brunch or they're giving you the option to do a Thanksgiving dinner on the Saturday of the holiday weekend. And when you receive that information, you think to yourself, well, it always has to be that person's way. And they just don't care about our feelings. And they like that family better and our whatever the assumptions are. Those could be true, but they oftentimes are not true. And so what might be helpful is, oh, they're trying to make this work. And I'm sure there's a lot of pieces to this puzzle that we don't know. Boom. All right. So let's move to the next question. Hey guys, Kat here, and I have something very important to talk to you guys about. Now, I know you're used to hearing me talk about therapy and how important it can be for you and how transformative it can be for you in your life. But if you're somebody who's tried therapy and it just hasn't done the trick, or you just need a little extra boost, I think I've found the next best thing. And the next best thing might just be Cozy Earth and their bamboo sheets and their bamboo pajamas. It feels like you are stepping into a buttery, cozy, warm, and cool hug all at the same time. And that's just their pajamas. Don't even get me started on their sheets. As soon as I touched them, I said, okay, we're changing the sheets right now. And the bonus is they come in this really cute travel tote so you can take your sheets with you wherever you go. Elevate your summer getaway with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding and loungewear, ensuring the comfort of home wherever you roam. We're all in luck because you can discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code UNEED at checkout to get 35% off. Yes, 35% off. And let them know that we sent you Unique Therapy after you check out. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. So I got a lot of questions about how to respond to, how to cope with, how to handle, how to set boundaries around food and body image during Thanksgiving meals. This is a big one. And it feels basically impossible to escape these comments, these kinds of comments, which is interesting because as common sense, it might seem to some of us to avoid making these kinds of comments. It's very normal and very natural 
behavior for a lot of other people. So I want to say first off that autonomy is huge here. If you feel like it is too much to expose yourself to a situation where you may hear things that could trigger negative or toxic thoughts about your body, food, and exercise, then the most important thing to do here is to take care of your physical and mental health first. That does not have to be qualified. It does not have to be explained. People don't have to understand what you're doing to take care of yourself for it to be the right thing for you to do. And I need everybody to hear that first. If I was an alcoholic and I couldn't be around drinking without engaging in drinking myself, then I'm going to make sure that I'm not around drinking. The same goes for eating disorders and we have to start taking those things just as serious because they are. Some harsh truth that I, I don't like talking about, but I have to talk about and I've mentioned a couple times here recently is that the majority of the world does not care about your recovery, your triggers or your feelings. So that becomes our responsibility. How am I going to set myself up so that I can best feel taken care of? I can best feel safe and I can best feel loved by myself and the people that I choose to spend time with. Now, in order to not isolate ourselves, I also encourage clients to do a couple things in these kinds of situations to prepare because like I said, there are triggers all over the place. And we're like, duh, why would you say something like that at a dinner table when people are eating? And obviously somebody at this table is bound to have some kind of insecurity about their body. A lot of people that goes right over their heads or they choose just to ignore stuff because they want to continue to do what's working for them. So here are some things that I suggest people do that I might suggest you do before you enter in a situation that might offer some triggers. Number one, identify the triggers. And with that, prepare for them. You can create a toolbox of coping skills to help you sit through the discomfort of those triggers. A trigger does not have to end in the result of you engaging in a eating disorder behavior. It might send you that way. And there are things that you can do to cope with discomfort so you can avoid actually engaging into the thing that you don't want to engage in. Example, maybe your cousin always tries to get you to work out in the morning of Thanksgiving. And the reason she or he does that is because they want to work out extra because to plan for the food that they're going to eat that day. That's a common thing that happens. If you know that your cousin does this, and this is the reason your cousin does this, and they say things while you guys work out, and you might like working out, do not go. You are allowed to say, hey, actually, I want to sleep in. Or, hey, I want to go on a walk by myself. I have this book I want to listen to. Or you can just say, hey, I'm not feeling it. You don't have to put yourself in situations just to test how strong your willpower is. Because a lot of recovery is not about willpower. It's about setting yourself up for success the best way. Now, when it comes to comments about food, maybe comments at the table that could be upsetting or conversations that people try to coerce you into having, it also might be helpful to create sentence stems to plan to help shut down or disengage those conversations. A common comment is, hello, fill in the blanks name. I can't believe you are able to eat like that and keep such a small figure. Or you can reverse that and somebody might say, are you sure you want to eat all that? I heard you slept in this morning. Like just kind of crazy toxic sentences like that. You don't have to engage in their questions and their conversation. You can say, you know, I assume you meant something helpful by saying that. And I'm really not interested in talking about this kind of stuff. Or 
And it's actually really hard for me to hear that kind of stuff. It's not helpful. So I appreciate it if we didn't talk about what I'm eating. And that can work with random stuff during meals. If people start talking about things and they're like, hey, what do you think about that? Or blah, blah, blah. Did you hear about this superfood? Or we really should have made cauliflower mashed potatoes because I saw how much butter are in these. And do you know what a car, all the stuff. You can simply say, hey, you know what? I appreciate you uh, inviting me into this conversation. And I'm not really interested in talking about food or weight or the morality of either of those things right now. Simple. Boom. And guess what? They might feel uncomfortable and they might need to feel uncomfortable because often that is what we need in order to do something different. If we keep them comfortable in that spot or they keep getting to say things to you and you keep being like, oh, yeah, they're going to continue to do it. They have no reason not to. But when them making those comments to you starts to not feel so great, then they might stop making them. Another thing I suggest clients to do and humans to do is set boundaries and ask for what you need when possible. And that is where you bring in that intentional dialogue, right? So if you need to have a conversation with your mom or your aunt or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whoever it is, you can use a format when you blank, I feel blank. What it brings up for me is blank or the, what the judgment I make is blank. And I'm asking that blank. So when you talk about the calories that are in food while we eat, I feel really scared and I feel a lot of shame and guilt. What it brings up for me is a lot of the beliefs I've been challenging and working on challenging when it comes to my own body and body image and mental health. And I'm asking that you refrain from talking about those kinds of things as best you can, specifically in my presence. And then you can add a boundary on there. If you can't do that, I just would love for you to let me know because I want to make sure that I'm not putting myself in a situation that's going to be harmful for me. And if you can't do that, I totally get that. Let me know. I will make the necessary changes that I need to make to keep myself safe. And guys, that might be what I talked about in the beginning, autonomy. You don't have to put yourself in situations where you know they're going to be harmful. So if somebody's like, yeah, I'm going to still do this, you can say, well, okay, that's totally cool. I'm not going to be able to be a part of this event with you. And just because somebody might have a feeling, it doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong. Remember that. All these things are kind of tying in together. And then the last thing I want to suggest you guys do is write down truth before you enter a situation that has the ability to emotionally cloud it. When emotions come in, logic turns off. So if you have a note in your phone or a piece of paper in your pocket or something where you can, a bracelet, you can make a bracelet with something that it says something on it. When you are in those moments, when your brain can't logic your way out of the emotions that you're feeling, it is super helpful to have something that you know you wrote when you are in a very clear mind. And I can say, this doesn't feel true right now, but I know it is because the authentic, real sound part of me wrote this down when they are not in a heightened emotional state. So those can be whatever you need them to be. Write them on a note card. Again, make a bracelet. You can write them on your arm. I don't care what you do with them, but that is something that is very helpful. That is going to do it for me today. That is going to do it for me this Thanksgiving week. I hope you guys have the holiday that you need to have. I hope you have the time that you need to have. I hope you have the family time you need to have or the non-family time you need to have. And I will be back with you 
on Monday for a new episode of You Need Therapy. Again, in the meantime, if you ever have questions, send them to Catherine at youneedtherapypodcast.com. I love getting your questions. I love getting your emails. I appreciate them so much. You can follow me at cat.defada or at Podcast, And I will, like I said, be back with you on Monday. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.